January. A time of goals, a time of plans, a time of hopes, a time of dreams. Today, we predict for you the year that will be 2023. This is Chance Time. Chance Time. <laughs> 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 oh, I didn't what? click on the theme song. Incredible. Did it play? Yeah, it, it played. played, it played. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Chance Time. I'm one of your hosts, Paul Mills. This is a very special episode. Uh, also with us is Ryan Speakman. Hello, Ryan. I feel like you're about to go into an ad read. <laughs> right. Next, next time, next time. <laughs> Also with us is Curtis Lowe. Hi. Are we predicting we'll have sponsors in 2023? Oh, that's all five of my predictions. I just predict specific <laughs> sponsors. Just five sponsor. different sponsors. <laughs> we we can actually do that. They'll let us, but we get paid based on listens. <laughs> and so we would basically just be giving free advertising to... <laughs> Uh, well, that's actually not true. We would but be making would... billions of dollars, and it would go to our heads. <laughs> we can't have that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know, podcast billionaires are a dime a dozen. Yeah, Mike Streckerberg specifically said to me, "You will never be part of this family." So we can go for billionaires, I... right? Yeah, that's that's the the low key goal right now. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, if we have to settle, fine. But ads will give us too much money, right? <laughs> well, welcome. Uh, I'm very excited for this episode. This is our annual prediction episode. Um, I'm very proud to be two time champ of. Of the annual predictions, I think zero time champ of event level predictions, but we'll see if we if I can continue the streak or if a new champion will be crowned. What is the name of the award? Mike Struckerberg. And this is actually the Max Zwickerberg Memorial, <laughs> Memorial Award. Yes. Who um, will it be? Yeah, I mean, I feel like with my predictions. I'm rooting for you to win. Like I'm actively <laughs> allowing you to have a better chance. Well, I mean, we all got to play the game we want to play. And sometimes the game you want to play is not to win, but instead to have the best time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about the podcast drama. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before we get into our predictions we have to we're contractually obligated by mike struckerberg to do mike struckerberg's one thing so let's begin with that is is there anyone that is is really wanting to go first today with mike struckerberg's first thing one thing first um i don't i usually like to volunteer right away but I'm not going to do that today because I I know I have something I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember what it was. I'll go. Go ahead, Curtis. 
so approximately one hour and maybe 20 minutes ago, I finished a book, and it was Tress of the Emerald Sea. Do you guys remember from Brandon What Sanderson? video game is a book? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys told me I could do not video game things. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's happening. Because <laughs> um, I just play the same games. I don't have any new games to talk about. But this is exciting to me. So, do you guys remember when Brandon Sanderson did his Kickstarter and raised, like, I don't know, remember how many millions of dollars for it? I do remember the millions of dollars. Yes. So this is the first book to come of that. And <clears throat> in true Brandon Sanderson surprise secret book fashion, whatever you want to call it, because it wasn't supposed to, I think they said early 2023 would be the first book. And so on midnight of New Year's Eve, I got an email <laughs> saying that the first book was available. So they were true to their word. <laughs> it was like it was immediately available, the earliest possible, twenty twenty three. Anyway, um, <clears throat> classic, classic move. It, it just cracked me up when I saw the email. I got home from our New Year's gathering or whatever, and saw an email. I'm like, oh my gosh, why? <laughs> it's like <laughs> he's a madman. Um, <clears throat> so I wasn't sure like what to expect going into these books, just because they're like these secret projects he did. He wasn't writing them, you know, for a deadline or anything like that. Um, so I was kind of curious how they would turn out. This one is, uh, I've heard people describe it as kind of like a tone of The Princess Bride, which is funny because in, in the end where he's talking about, I don't know, when Brandon Sanderson's writing the, what do you call it? Where's my phone? I don't remember. Um, not acknowledgments. I don't know, but it's him. The foreword? Yes, but like at the end of the book. Oh, okay. that makes sense. The author's know. note. Author's note, yeah. Um, and he actually made that comparison that he thinks the closest thing in tone that he can think of is The Princess Bride. And um, <clears throat> and yeah, it's because that's basically what it is. It's kind of like a fairy tale story, kind of. Not completely, because it's still very much in his Cosmere. It's very much abiding by all the laws and everything and the rules that he's established but you're still learning new things it's on a planet that we haven't seen before that i know of at least um where there are i think 12 moons that are like ridiculously close to the planet and there are spores that basically fall off the planet on off the moons onto the planet kind of like weather almost like it's snowing and each spore has a different effect that happens when they come into contact with water. And so the oceans are not oceans like we have. The oceans are made of these spores. And it explains how it works. And eventually, you know, like there's ships that are sailing on these seas made of spores. It's a whole thing. Anyway, <clears throat> it's very interesting. And it's very cool. And, um, and it's the person telling the story his name is hoid and if you know who that is you probably can expect you can know what to expect in terms of the tone of voice um of this story um have you guys read any of his books i can't remember i have not no but i can assure you if i did i would be a huge hoid fan yeah he's a hoid head as, hoid, as they call him head. <laughs> hoid head yes <laughs> um 
yeah, so he Hoyt is the character that pops up in basically all the Cosmere books. You start noticing him everywhere once you know to look for him. And so he's the one telling this whole story, which is a lot of fun because he's just a good storyteller. And he has, so while he's telling the story, he'll take a moment to explain like just how humans are so, um, what's the, like complicated and deep. They're not like surface level beings or they'll go and explain irony and what irony really is and how our, now how we use the word irony now is what originally meant before and all that, and he goes on about it and there's like in this but watch for the irony in this this next part of the story and then he goes to the story and he's like there's the irony like he like it's very like storyteller ish and it's just a lot of fun to read um and i would say that if you haven't read any of the other cosmere books you could still read this and really enjoy it um because it has that kind of fun just this is a fun story kind of feel to it with just a lot of cool ideas and everything. And if you're not like, he'll, he'll drop lines where you'll just be like, wait, what? And then he just keeps going on. Um, and you're like, that was definitely a reference to something, <laughs> but like the story just keeps, he just moves on. Um, he's just casually dropping names and all these things to other different characters and books and events in the Cosmere. Um, <clears throat> to the point where there is one part of the book where the main character um is working i'm trying to think how to explain this This isn't very far in the book so maybe this isn't much of a spoiler but basically she's growing a crystal substance imagine the shit she's doing that and it's growing and she's trying to manipulate it and she realizes that she has an iron like trowel kind of tool um and she realizes that if she holds it close to the crystal the crystal starts growing towards the iron tool that she holds and if you've read Mistborn, you'll be like, oh, wait a minute. If you burn iron in Mistborn, you can pull metal to you. That's interesting. And then she pulls up another tool, and it just says it's made of a shiny metal. Like It doesn't specifically say what metal it is. And when she holds that up, it gets the crystal starts growing away from it. And you're like, that must be steel, because that's how it works in, in Mistborn, too. And then literally, like that's the thought process I had. And literally the next line, in parentheses, Hoyd says... The second tool was made of steel for those who keep track of that kind of thing. <laughs> and it just, I was like, okay, <laughs> like he just joke. like, right. He just like Brandon Sanderson's basically doing this fourth wall breaking with the character calling people out, like people like me out for paying very close attention to that kind of thing. And it cracked me up. So it's a lot of fun to read and yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. It's already on sale. I've already seen that noticed the ebook is on sale on like Google and I'm so I'm assuming it's on like Kindle, the Kindle store and whatnot too. Um, so yeah, it's a good time. It's a good read and it's not too big. It's like 400 pages. So that's it. Awesome. Um, it was $41 million by the way. Oh <laughs> yeah. He, and <clears throat> I know he had beef isn't the right word for it, but he is not publishing these books, the audible, I mean the audio books on audible um, mm-hmm. because he basically doesn't agree with how Amazon's handling those business practices. And like, they're just kind of, 
screwing over indie authors, essentially. Um, I watched a YouTube video about it, and this guy, his name's Brandon Green, went into detail about Brandon Sanderson's um, worries and everything, and how for these specific books, he decided to not go with Audible at all because he just does not agree with their business practices and everything. Um, and he actually mentioned, I forget what company he went to, and the CEO there was like so excited to have such a renowned author on their platform that he was like, it's like, we're, we're not going to take any of the revenue. Like it's, you can have all the money from it. We just want your name on our platform kind of a thing. And he, Brandon Sanders is like, look, I've made enough money from this Kickstarter that I don't need any more money. Just give me the regular <laughs> like rate kind of thing, which <laughs> cracked me up. And I was like, what a good guy for, you know, being so successful and everything. Good on him. Good job, Brandon Sanderson. When I make $41 million, I'll also try to be generous. Right. <laughs> like Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> I will give all my money to Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> <We'll give up. laughs> and I'll just feel like, I don't need this. Take it. Invest then, in the Cosmere. And then he'll be like, well, I don't need it either. And then there'll be a paradox <laughs> happens. <laughs> and then Kickstarter will take all the money. Right. <laughs> It'll actually somehow all be filtered to Elon Musk. Oh, oh no. It, it always is. <laughs> That's right. Here at Chance Time, we're a topical podcast. <laughs> Telling, telling the truth. Yeah, the Elon Musk has got a lot of money. <laughs> if you did it, no. First. No one else is saying it. No, I All think right, he's lost a lot of money lately, just saying. <laughs> I'm ready to uh, talk now. Uh, Ryan, what <laughs> other billionaire would you like to talk about? Uh, none at the moment. Sorry, Mike. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Mike. So, a lot of heavy Mike Struckerberg references this episode. So, if you're a new listener, uh, go back and listen to our entire catalog to get the Mike Struckerberg lore. Uh, first of all, I'd like to retract, not retract, but just add an Ooh, addendum retract. to my my thoughts on melatonin. It's not a bad the game, game or the substance. Uh, oh, yes, that was... Thank you for reminding me. I did play melatonin while ingesting melatonin. Ooh. Uh, the way it was meant to be played, yeah. yeah. Yes. And the melatonin worked. Uh, and so I stopped playing eventually to go to sleep. Um, it's not a bad game, but... My thoughts still basically stand, and also, no offense to any chill people out there. I didn't mean to be too hard on you. Uh, the chill community is very cool. I just yeah. don't feel like I'm as chill as them, and so I didn't relate. But I will say I decided to get some achievements one night on it, despite being done, kind of done with the game, and it did make me appreciate the game more getting a perfect score on one of the levels because I really got into the zone and was like really picking up audio cues and like it is a well-made game. It's just very short. And so just know that if you're thinking about getting it. Um, 
what is really important to say is I'm in the end game of my Pokemon Violet experience. I have 87 more Pokemon left for my Pokedex. 87. And by end game, I mean that I now have a spreadsheet. I now know how to get most of the ones I need. I know which ones are exclusive, which ones I need to trade, which ones I need to catch to trade with people. And so this is the most fun part for me in Pokemon is when I've done almost everything and now I'm just like, all right, how do I check some things off a checklist? And it's exhilarating. So if anyone is playing Pokemon Scarlet, let me know. Uh, I've got Pokemon to trade with you. I do have a previous guest of the show, Joseph, who did a Pokemon episode with us. He is playing Scarlet right now, but he got it a bit later. And so I know he'll eventually do everything in that game. So if no one is playing, I can at least wait a few more weeks until he's kind of caught up. But um, yeah, I mean, it's weird because I'm also playing Last of Us Part One. And... I'm having as much fun in Pokemon Violet as I am in Last of Us <laughs> Part 1. Uh, I will say I there's one part of Last of Us Part 1 I want to shout out before I finish. Uh, and I was giggling so hard that Charlotte came downstairs and was like, what is going on down here? Because I was so terrified, but it was also like intense but in a fun way where you're uh, going through bill's like town or camp or whatever he has um and you go through like a door and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a trap it turns you upside down and the whole entire screen is turned upside down and you have to wait for Ellie to cut you down. And while you're waiting for her, a bunch of the uh, the clickers and infected people start coming at you. And you have to shoot them all upside down. And it was really funny and fun. And I liked that part. <laughs> Do you remember that part, Paul? Um, it, it sounds like a lot of parts, but <laughs> I probably remember. <laughs> Yeah. Fun times. It makes sense why people say it's a really good game. But at the same time, it's not what I'm used to playing. And so the gameplay part is takes me a long time and I die a lot. What difficulty level are you playing on? Did you say? Uh, normal. Whatever okay. the default one was. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's still challenging for sure. Yeah. It's I I can't remember if I said this last episode or not, but similar experience with Uncharted, where I would get to a I would watch like a five minute movie uh, during like the cutscene would be basically just like a whole movie scene, and then I would go back to the the gameplay, and I'm like uh, I have to shoot guys for thirty minutes again before I get to the actual interesting part. <laughs> <laughs> but this one i feel like the gameplay is a lot more varied in 
this so far compared to the Uncharted game. So I've, I've been enjoying this a bit more. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How many uh, hours do you say, would you say you're into it? Uh, I can get that information for you uh, while you start talking about your thing. <laughs> but it's not that much. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Um, my thing, I, I haven't really decided what my thing will be. Um, I, I want to note my, my son, uh, former guest on the show, Ryan Bills, um, <laughs> recently re-downloaded, of all things, Knockout City. Do you guys remember Knockout City? I do. I never played. It was a great three hours of my life. <laughs> yeah, so he and his cousin that he used to play Fortnite with every day have switched to Knockout City. And um, I haven't been observing very much. I've been very busy at work, so I haven't actually like been helping him very much or anything. Um. And then the other day, I was walking back from the kitchen to sit back down and keep working. And I stopped for a second and watched Ryan. And it was the end of a, of a match. It was like nine to nine score in round three. And it was just him and one other person in this like corner of the map. And I watched as my son passed back and forth with this enemy player, the ball back and forth, like the, he would throw it, the, the, the opponent would catch it, the opponent would throw it back, my son would catch it. They went back and forth like three or four times. And then Ryan like jumped and like hesitated for a second, just long enough to like break the rhythm. And the opponent triggered the catch, which, you know, makes, if you don't do the catch at the right time in this game, it makes you vulnerable for a second. So he did this like jump pause um, and kind of faked out the other person and then threw the ball and, and hit them and won the entire match for his team. And I just like stood there in <laughs> awe. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, no one has like taught you how to play this game. This is just like a few days of you playing with your cousin who's also like six years old and just like messing around and and like you just actually like outsmarted someone else who's very likely at least ten years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like flabbergasted i was like it's happening like he's like actually developing real skill <laughs> <laughs> incredible it was, it was it was a great moment like lots of lots of feelings there you know like have i let you have i let you done this too much you're six <laughs> years old <laughs> but also just like incredibly proud and like kind of just amazed that like you know you're you're like developing your own things independent of like what I'm directly teaching you, you know, it was wild. Um, 
so yeah i guess that that's my one thing that was longer than i thought it would be um but it was it was an incredible moment it was pretty sweet it's a great story is, yeah <laughs> i'm impressed and i look forward to his esports career yeah I mean, we all saw I'm sure ridiculous sniper shot in Fortnite, that one clip you saw. Yes, that was true. That one, yeah. That was hilarious, too. So, yeah, um, I'm sure Knockout City esports are just booming right now. <laughs> he's going to get signed any, any second. I mean, I'm, I'm either excited to hear about his illustrious esports career or to hear about him getting into video games so much that he quit school and just kind of like I don't know does whatever he can to play video games yeah it's who knows you know hard, hard to predict I'm being silent to let you make the transition Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you did you find your hours played on Last of Us? Did you say that? Did I? Uh, I couldn't find it, but uh, okay. I but know you said that, it wasn't very much. I mean, I've. It's probably less than ten hours, but more than five. <clears throat> okay. Great. I'm excited to to see what you think of things coming in your future. Yeah, I mean. I am kind of scared to play it, especially by myself. And so whenever I do play it, I make sure to turn on all the lights. <laughs> I uh, And I have to be in like a safe environment. But if it's like past 11, I'm like, I can't play Last of Us right now. It's too scary. <laughs> Is this scary? I didn't realize this. I mean, it's not vibe. like, yeah, it's not like a horror game but it's it's tense i think um, it is a horror game it is like <laughs> zombies and stuff it, yeah but there's not like a huge number of jump scares but there are a lot of sections where you're in a dark dank area and there's yeah, there. guys like with no face that you been around to yeah. you so you have to like walk around them very closely and if you walk slightly fast they'll come and eat you yeah okay it sounds yeah. stressful I... yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're fair you're right it's definitely stressful yeah and some of that stress is horror adjacent or just straight horror i guess <laughs> <laughs> well excellent well okay but Time who would come. predict that I would say that? Oh, 10,000 points for you. I'd like to save those for when we uh, evaluate <laughs> the these predictions. <laughs> the the Do they expire? Is there an expiration date on these points? <laughs> 360 uh, days. Damn. You, you lose 100 points a day until the results episode. <laughs> All right, well, I guess once I reach zero, I have to quit the podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll see what your balance is. <laughs> but then maybe we'll drastically change. 10,000? 10,000. Let's see. So if you get 365 <laughs> days, you lose 100 points. 
each day. So in one year, you're going to lose 36,500 points. Excellent. Starting <laughs> the results episode. Well, the results episode isn't a full 365 days away. So, but still, you're starting the results episode like 30,000 in the hole or 20,000 in the hole. Basically, yeah. <clears throat> I'll take my we'll, chances. We'll adjust the scoring. <laughs> I will do my best to earn a few more 10,000 points before yeah, then. Yeah, there you go. That, yeah, that, perfect. <laughs> well, let's do it then. <laughs> the actual <laughs> predictions. Uh, so we we asked listeners for predictions, and we got many submissions so we're gonna do things a little differently this time we're gonna go around and we're gonna each give a prediction we have five predictions total but in between each round of our predictions we're gonna read you list uh, one listener's list of predictions um so this will be fun uh there's not really rules here but like obviously you can't predict something that we already know is going to happen and we don't like to predict things that are like already heavily rumored um and then just like we just had our results episode we will do another one next year where we will decide how many points we each get for the predictions that we made based on how accurate they were um also important to note the new addendum we've made which will be in effect for previous winner Oh yes, last episode, which it you first of all you win the Max Wickerberg Memorial Award if you an get honor in and of itself. Yes, but uh, Paul, do you want to explain what what your award is? Yeah, so we've added a prize to this to up the stakes, and let me let me get the actual text of the prize. Um, I, I get to invent a new category for the Chance Time Awards, <laughs> and it's basically whatever I want, and no one can veto it. That is correct. <laughs> so much power. <laughs> so it get, a, get excited. It not be video game related as right. well. It could be anything. It could have as many nominations as you want to. <laughs> Wow, I didn't realize the, the extent I had here. But yeah, <laughs> we so should get probably for that. say up top to you about how voting will work for that. We're we probably won't yeah. have it immediately, but hopefully tomorrow we'll have the the uh, the voting. What is it called? Yes, the the Google thing, the Google form. <laughs> yes, the, the Google form. form. A Google form poll for the Chance Time Awards. So. We're doing it the same as last year, where basically the audience is one vote and each of us are one vote. And last year, many times the audience broke ties. Um, I think we said the, including yeah. game of the year. Yeah. I think we said so. If there's a three way tie or a four way tie between the three of us and the audience, the audience wins. That's yes. how we do it. And um, so last year, ga our Game of the Year award went to Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite, a game that none of us play. <laughs> but, but the audience brought to the top. So take yeah. that, Jeff Keighley. We actually give our audience power. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, link will be in the episode description. If it's not, when you listen to this, 
wait like a day and we'll also be posting it in our discord so right join the discord if you want so get excited so the stakes are high is basically what we're saying (laughs) it's a big deal (laughs) so let's get into it um who wants to go first i would like to come out swinging so hard here we go okay baseball bat in hand Ryan going first. Are you guys ready? I'm so ready. I'm ready. I'm really excited. There will be no announcements for any new consoles this year. Or upgraded versions of those consoles. Uh, Anything released in 2023. There will be no PS5 Slim, no PS5 Pro, no Xbox Series J, and no new Nintendo console. (laughs) Series J. This does not count stuff like the Tears of the Kingdom OLED Switch okay. or, yeah, yeah. Or, and stuff that's already been announced like PSVR 2, which I also count as an accessory, not a console, or anything more low performance like an Xbox streaming stick or anything like that. Okay, so we're, this is we're purely not... announcements. There will be no announcements this year for anything console wise we are not advancing the current generation we may do some other smaller things is what you're saying and some people might be saying but ryan i know there's going to be a switch pro (laughs) i think you are wrong and you are trying to will something Mm. into existence that has no proof i still abide by the rumor that there was a switch pro but they didn't have the, what was it? The parts that they needed were in short supply. So the OLED happened instead. That's the rumor that I believe. And I think they just scrapped the Switch Pro and they're just going to go to the next Switch when they're ready. That's a good theory. But whatever happens, we're not hearing about it this year. Done and done and done. So if yes. we have incredible first prediction. A very <laughs> similar prediction. Do I need to come up with a different one? <laughs> we did it last year, as was shown in the prediction episode. True. Or the results episode. I also heard from someone that you might have ten predictions ready. That's true. I have other ones <laughs> ready to go. I will pick another one. But I well, I want to hear what your prediction would have been if it's too similar. What are there any differences? The only difference is that I was just gonna say no switch hardware would be officially announced, but there'd be a lot of rumors. Mm, yeah, so, essentially the same thing, but just smaller. I'm glad we're on the same page because I yeah. I feel like the discourse online is <clears throat> there's gonna be a PS5 Slim and a Nintendo Switch because the Nintendo Switch is bad. But no one talks about. I think how... the new Switch will be 2024. Announcement? No, release. Uh, I think announcement and maybe release, but I could also see it. It could be like a January announcement, October release 2024. Yeah, or something. yeah something like that. I could see that. And then, yeah, kind of holiday season. 
But you know what? I also would not be surprised in the slightest if the Nintendo Switch was the main Nintendo console for the next, like, four years, too. (laughs) (laughs) No, they've got to update it. That's what people say, but I don't know if Nintendo believes that. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I mean, they should. (laughs) All right, that's it. All right, Curtis. Your first prediction. I'm going to start with one prediction about Valve. The Steam Controller will make a comeback. The Steam (laughs) Controller 2.0 is announced this year and has the same layout as the Steam Deck, including rear buttons and trackpads. It's it's just a Steam Deck without the Steam Deck, without the deck part, I guess. (laughs) All right. That is solid. Hold on. Is is Steam Controller 2.0 part of the prediction? Like that that's the name. Um oh, sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> All right, so I just pulled out my original Steam controller. Oh. To compare to You had it, you had it that ready. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there as if I'm going to use it, but I never do. <laughs> If I remember so, right, let's see if my memory is me right, well. Yeah. So I think it's got the joystick on the left. That is correct. And then a trackpad on the right. That is correct. In place of the face buttons. The face buttons are below where the right joystick is on an Xbox controller. And then a D-pad on the left of that. And then it's got the four triggers, or shoulder buttons. Yeah, it does actually have the back buttons. It does too. have back buttons? Okay. Yeah, uh, and the D-pad looks just like the touchpad but like it's, it's a big circle so is that a touchpad too i can't remember but it has a big plus in the center okay and uh the buttons are at the bottom and the trackpad is in the the top right corner where the xbox yeah oh no no, no. you were right but the... that's what i remembered anyway yeah, the D-pad and the control stick are switched on the left. Okay. So yeah, I was thinking, isn't it pretty similar to the Steam Deck? And then I'm like, oh no, it's not. Yeah, I think it just has, it's missing a joystick almost, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think that'd be a cool controller, though. Personally. Yeah, trackpads are pretty useful when you need them. And the rest. Sorry if you can hear a strange scratching sound in the background. My dog is trying to get comfortable. <laughs> and he just scratches at the floor <laughs> like he's going to make the carpet fluffy or something. But she That's does. incredible, because my first prediction is Curtis's dog will get comfortable. Whoa. He just moved to the other side of the room and laid down where he did not scratch at the floor. Nailed it. Ten times. Not sure what he's doing. He's like, yeah, this isn't working out. So he just goes to the other side. All right. You ready for my first prediction? I'm ready. All right. I'm going to try to repeat my success with a specific type of prediction. So here we go. 
at the Game Awards 2023, the Game of the Year nominees will be... <laughs> He's doing it! <laughs> Starfield, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Armored Core 6, Spider-Man 2, an indie game, that indie game may or may not be Sea of Stars, and one more title and the final title will be one of these three games assassin's creed mirage final fantasy 16 or star wars jedi survivor tears of the kingdom will win game of the year wow a lot of specifics in there you've at least guaranteed your point points with some of those nominees i think yes can you read those off one more time yeah. So Starfield, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Armored Core 6, Spider Man 2, an indie game that may or may not be Sea of Stars. <laughs> I have my doubts that Sea of Stars is coming out. Ooh, okay. But that's not an official prediction. Well, I think right. it should be hot. it should be Silk Song. No. Oh, that's ooh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't consider Silk Song because it's okay, definitely anyway. coming out this year. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's that's a very strong contender for the indie game slot. Um, and then one more title, which will be one of these three games: either Assassin's Creed Mirage, Final Fantasy Sixteen, or Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Zelda will win. You know, I think that last spot's going to be Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, Personally. I I mean I just I don't know how this might be the Final Fantasy that brings in a, a lot of new players, but I don't think other Final Fantasy games have been like nominated for Game of the Year. Was Seven Remake nominated for Game of the Year? It might have been actually. Pretty sure it was. Yeah. So um, yeah. I would just like to add to your prediction that uh, when they do the Game of the Year medley, like the orchestrated uh, medley when they're announcing all the categories, it will just be Flute Guy by himself. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a very good prediction. <laughs> but he'll be doing it like one man band style. Like yeah. he'll have like a drum pedal and like <laughs> cymbals on his elbows or something. And that's just the orchestra. <laughs> they will hire a lot of dancers. <laughs> it's gonna start with the flute guy though in the middle. Yeah. 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 And then it slowly <laughs> builds up, and then he's actually on a platform that starts raising as all the dancers come in. Because you don't want to cover up Flute Guy. I really want Flute Guy and the dancers to be like dancing in sync while he plays the flute. Like oh, he's doing he's dancing the choreography. With yeah. That'd be great. That'd be incredible. The, the point of the triangle formation that they're all doing. Yeah, this is going to be the greatest Game Awards ever. <laughs> no one will even remember who wins Game of the Year. Because <laughs> Flute Guy will win Game of the Year. All right, that's that's amazing. Are we ready for our first fan <clears throat> prediction? I'm ready. Yeah. Okay, the first one is from my very own wife. 
Maddie Bills. She says, and I'm trying to quote directly here, there will be yet another Last of Us remake or remaster or re-release of some kind because of the show. I oh, know. <laughs> or maybe just some kind of DLC that's like a super easy mode for people who watch the show and now want to play the game but don't want to try too hard. I like that a lot. <laughs> and her final statement was was simply this sentence. Quote, Something completely unnecessary. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's Maddie's prediction. <laughs> I mean, the it's coming to PC already oh, uh, yeah. on March third, but they could still do some kind of stupid update. Uh, and I did clarify, like, you would this include something about part two? And she said yes. It could be like a remaster of part two, but also on well, I guess P- well, part two did release on PS4. Would that count? I don't think that would count. Okay. Because that's like a, a new game instead of treading the same ground, which I think the is what? the spirit Sorry. of her. Say, Ryan? Uh factions. Oh, okay. No, like the what multiplayer game. Yeah. But what if it's just a remaster of the original factions mode? Because they can't finish oh. the new one. Yeah, that I think that would count because it's retreading the same ground. I also think that would just be really funny. They just gave up. That would be really funny. They're like, this is taking forever, so have this and leave us alone. Well, this actually segues into one of my predictions pretty well. Well, it's, it's back to you anyway, so let's do it. All right, I'm going to give my official prediction. <laughs> With the success of the Last of Us series and its release on PC, The Last of Us Part 1 will have sold 10 million copies <laughs> before <laughs> by the end of the year, which is half of the total sales of Last of Us and Last of Us Remastered. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so 10 million copies by the end of the year. Yes, this year, Last of Us Part 1 <laughs> will have sold... <laughs> 10 million copies. And my anger will reach new heights. <laughs> I mean, that's what's going to make them remaster the second part two. Yeah. Right. It goes perfectly. That is my official prediction. Start the honestly, tally counter now. Honestly, it's kind of surprising there's not already uh, a remaster of part two, like exclusively for PS5. Yeah. Like, I think that, actually, the more I think about it, that's very likely this year. Last of Us 2 remastered PS5 exclusive. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to be so mad at that headline. I but, I think if they did it, they wouldn't call it remastered. I think they it, would just say, you can, there's the PS4 there's and the PS5, PS5 version. version. Yeah. Well, and when they went from PS3 to PS4, they called it remastered. But yeah, but you're right. That's not really. We're not doing that this generation. We're just yeah. calling it the PS5 version. Mm. That could be it. That could fulfill Maddie's prediction. 
Okay, Curtis, to you. Uh, hold on. Everyone just remember, yeah. when this sells 10 million copies, who said it first? <laughs> I will. I will remember. I will remember immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so wild to me that The Last of Us has become this big. It's such a... I mean, I've never played them, but it looks like such a, like... Like... I don't know. Sad's not the right word. Stressful, like. I mean, uh, sad. It is sad also is sad. the right word. Sad, <laughs> stressful franchise. Sad is is an accurate word. Yeah, and that's like what Sony's just hitching their wagon to. But I mean, it's making money, so. Go for it. Okay, um, my next one. <clears throat> Speaking of. TV shows and whatnot. Netflix, actually not about a TV show, but Netflix will launch a game launcher on PC for their library of games. Is that it? That's it. Say that again. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So Netflix launches a PC game launcher for their library of games. They already have their little... <clears throat> I don't know how many games there are, but there's a few games you can get that's just part of your Netflix subscription that you can play on your phone. And no one seems to really know about it, <laughs> I think. So they're going to try to get some more eyes on their games by putting them on PC. But it's going to be their own launcher. It's not going to be through Steam or anything like that. So people will probably still ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be, be there. I I've been curious about starting Immortality on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, it is. Oh, I didn't realize that. And it's I mean, we played those other two Sam Barber right. games. And so And this one is as praised as any of them. It got a lot of attention. Yeah, I I feel like it's being praised the most out of all of them. Yeah, seems like and it. And yeah. I heard it was kind of interesting because I may be wrong on this, but you can like the way it works is you project it to the TV, but you're still touching things on your phone. Oh, that's cool. I yeah, know that. And so, seems like a good way to play it. Yeah. I'll be missing out on those achievements, though. Mm. Trade-offs. <laughs> okay, are you ready for my second prediction? Ready. All right. I, I think this is one that people would not expect from me. But I'm pretty confident about it. Here we go. With the continued growth of Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Plus losing ground, and then the success of Xbox exclusives, Starfield and Redfall, we will start to see several articles in 2023 with headlines like, is Xbox finally winning again? And is this the end for Sony? <laughs> 
Sorry. <laughs> the end for Sony part got me. <laughs> That's the prediction. <laughs> it's it's headlines like that, like along those lines. Not those exact headlines, although maybe those exact headlines. Yeah, I mean, that's the second one. <laughs> the end of Sony is a little out there, but that's the problem. Is I that's, could definitely see some website. That's how headlines know, work. Bait. Yeah, yeah, that is very clickbaity. So it could definitely happen. <laughs> oh, Beautiful. It's good. There you go. You guys are gonna have to, you know, be the be subjective judges of that. But that is the prediction. <laughs> So we're back to a fan one, correct? Yep. Yeah, that's correct. All right. Uh, can I read one? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to read Wes's. Okay. Since I know him. All right. Wes, previous guest of the show, he had three predictions. One... Nintendo will not release a new 4K Switch. So specifically, 4K. And specifically, new. Uh, he also said Skyrim will be released on mobile. <laughs> I really like that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then he threw out the bold prediction, Starfield will be delayed to 2024. Can you imagine? Which, I mean, that would be so brutal. <clears throat> Which, if that happened, would it kill Starfield? No. People don't care enough until they see it, what it is. Yeah, I think it would be fine, but it would it would be a real blow to Xbox. Yeah. Because they just keep struggling with exclusives. And, like, Bethesda was a very high-profile purchase specifically to give them better exclusives. Yeah. <laughs> it really feels like they're banking on Starfield, and it just keeps getting pushed out. Yeah. But, you know, you don't want to be cyberpunk either, so... Yeah. You let them push. All right, that was okay. Wes's uh, that was Wes. Thank you, Wes. That means we're back to Ryan. All right, which to read? Let's see. All right. Curtis, I'm sorry if this steps on your prediction. <laughs> but... I got to say, it also relates to uh, Paul's first prediction. If the plucky squire hits its goal of a 2023 release, it will be the indie pick for Game of the Year at the Game Awards. Nice. I like Ooh. that. If it doesn't hit that release date, it will be Hollow Knight Silk Song. That's right. It's happening this year, and it will be as good as Hollow Knight or better. Oh my gosh! I'm so excited. Just want an official. I just want a date. <laughs> I was thinking about right. playing Hollow Knight again on my Steam Deck the other day. It might happen. I, I mean, wait. why not? I know. Uh, I 
friend of the show, Cade, actively, and by actively, I mean here and there, tries to do that, like, final boss rush. Oh, man, that's so hard. And he's made considerable progress. I'm waiting for the day that he does it. Oof. But, yeah, that is... I never try to do that. That's, that's, that is daunting right there, man. I mean, if you replayed it from the beginning, I think you would have a good muscle memory to be able yeah, to do maybe. it. Maybe, yeah. Uh, there's too many games to play anyway. That's true. So I'll probably get choice paralysis and play all night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I was right. thinking of what would be indie pick. The one everyone falls in love with. And Sea of Stars did come up in my mind. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. That seems like the type of game that will get delayed. That's. I mean, it's already been delayed. Yeah. But you're right. It could continue to get delayed. Yeah. Because I, I think it is more of an ambitious game from the... The uh, what's what's the game that he made that was really good? Yeah, the messenger. Like it, it seems like he's stepping up his, especially going from a game that was like applauded for its great storytelling slash humor. Yeah, the writing's great. And then going to a game that's a little more heavily based on writing, if it's like any other typical RPG type game. I don't know. But if it yeah. comes out, I'll play it. I really love The Messenger. Right. We shall see. But I think Plucky Squire for aesthetic alone, if that hits, it'll be the pick. It'll be a standout, yeah. They do seem to go on aesthetic a lot sometimes. Yeah, that's true. That was definitely what Stray won for. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it back to me now? Yeah, we had Curtis. Mm. No, it's Curtis. I've been done did not... third one. Yeah, you and have three. not done a third one. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, three. <clears throat> yeah, this this one might be. This one could have been our one of my my wild prediction, but I'm gonna go for it anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you know, meta. And their metaverse is like, do office work. It's great. You don't have legs. You just float around as an avatar and work <laughs> on Microsoft Teams. Um, they're going to realize this year that that's not working. Um, so they're going to announce a new exclusive game for their headsets, for the VR, that is meant to rival Fortnite with the attempt to become their new metaverse. Okay. So, like, lots of licensed characters. Like, what will indicate that it is rivaling Fortnite? Well, it's got to be a game. Not like, <laughs> was there Meta Horizon? I think is what it's called. That's just kind of like, it's like a place to hang out. I don't know what it is. Like, this is clearly a video game, right? Right. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I could. I guess I could just say it's Battle Royale. We'll say it's a new exclusive Battle Royale game. Okay. 
for that is their new metaverse and they're moving away from meta horizon because to... no one wants that <laughs> no no one wants it. i mean uh this does relate like this be a great move this does relate to my wild prediction but i'm gonna save it for when we officially yeah. label wild predictions yeah i just yeah i'm really curious to see if meta decides to make any kind of move like that at all to try to move away from their current iteration of the metaverse i guess but right. we'll see trying to take on Fortnite directly seems bold though so. yes yes but i'd really but it does seem like what they would try i to want do. to see them try <laughs> okay so now we're back to me are you ready for my third prediction yes i am okay this this one is kind of an all or nothing or no i guess i could win partial points depending on how you guys how generous you guys are feeling come december 2023 or i guess it'll be january 2024 anyway my third prediction hades 2 early access will begin on march 14th 2023 That's it. Why the specific date? Because <laughs> I, I got to go for those points. <laughs> Do you think it will come out of early access before the year ends? No. Okay. How no, long was Hades in yeah, early I was access? About to ask. I, I think it was like a year and a half. I feel like it was at least okay. a year, but I don't remember. Because it came out, it came out in 2020, right? I I do not remember at all, yeah, actually. I don't remember. Yeah, okay, September man. 2020 is was the 1.0 release, and December 2018 was the early access so release. So years. it was almost two full years. Yeah, I would expect something similar for Hades too. Maybe a little shorter. Because like they've figured out a lot of how to make this game, yeah. but I do not do not think I should add that to my official prediction. It will not leave early access in twenty twenty three. Let's add that. All right. So we get on March fourteenth, twenty twenty three. It will not leave early access in twenty twenty three. Okay, that's it. Uh, back to the fans. Do we want um, to say that if a fan gets all of their predictions right, they get to choose the category next year? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, we'll score the fans along with ours, yeah. Perfect. I mean, yeah, sure, we'll figure that out. <laughs> um, but I want to interject a fan one here. Right. With my son Eli, who is my oldest son, he is eight years old, and he does not play a lot of video games. But when I asked him, he gave an answer. All right. So, Eli's prediction for 2023: there will be a new Hot Wheels game and a Frozen game. Oh, so that's that's his prediction. Like <laughs> that's prediction. pretty good. 
I think like a frozen RPG would actually work really well. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or yeah, like you could switch like a big budget frozen game. I think could actually really work. Like switch playable characters. Like sometimes you're Anna, sometimes you're Elsa. Like I think it could be pretty cool actually. So let's hope that happens. Especially if they yeah. like set it after Frozen Two. Then they have right. more locations to work with and stuff. You have a horse to ride. And yeah, powers and the spirits that you can yeah. call on. Yeah, it could be really cool. Yeah. You can get you, lost in the woods with Kristoff. You hear yeah. random people singing and you have to get closer to the singing to find out what's yeah. going on. Yeah, that's like the that's how it directs you through there's the map. No, yeah, there's you no waypoints. Follow the voice. <laughs> no follow the music. Yeah, and then Kristoff's side quest, you find him lost in the woods. Hey, there's got to be a carrot chomping mini game. Oh yeah, <laughs> and a playable Olaf section, or maybe you unlock Olaf at the end to go back He's and free, play any yeah, section like as Olaf. Unlockable character <laughs> at the end. It's gonna be great. That sounds amazing. That does work really well, honestly. Yeah, I I think it would be sweet. You have Sven for another uh, a mount, another mount. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, can I ask Paul? Oh my gosh! Uh, sorry, I keep thinking more about this game. Sorry. <laughs> what What activities does Eli like to do? If he doesn't uh, like video games, yeah. So he really likes just watching TV and movies, but. Um, he he actually really likes um, toys that are meant to be like taken apart and put back together. So mm. like, the, you know, the, they have like the giant plastic screws and come with the giant plastic screwdriver, and it's so it's like a truck, and you're supposed to take off all the pieces and then put it all back together. Like he will sit there. About this. Yeah, he'll sit there and like take apart his. He got like a a Mars rover version of that. Um, and he'll sit there and take it apart, line up all the pieces, and put it back together. Like, when he's in the right mood, he can literally do that for, like, two hours or more straight. Just That's cool. Put it, take it apart, line up the pieces, put it back together. Over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, he likes, like, cars and, and mechanical-type things. For Christmas, we gave him this, like building set that's all just like gears that can like interlock and it has these like um you know different pieces you can put the gears on and connect them and create like moving robots or like a crane um and yeah he'll sit there he's not so good with that one yet um it's harder for him to think through because you know the 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 truck thing it's just like the same take it apart and put it back together but this construction set is meant to be more like creative like create different mm, things yeah. and so it's harder for him to like come up with his own designs but he really loves the crane and so we put that together and taken it apart several times already since christmas um so yeah that's really interesting yeah the whole like mechanic bent to to this you know he can expand that into more and more you know into like a real mechanical skill because that is a skill I don't have. So it'd be great if one of my kids learned it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, 
Yeah, but that's more what he likes to do. Tons of cars. Um, and, you know, even like just regular cars, he'll just like line them up and um, like make up stories about what the cars are doing together and stuff. Pretty cool. And he will sometimes try video games, but it just hasn't clicked for him. So he gets frustrated pretty quickly because he just doesn't. You know, he has that thing where he can't translate the sticks, move the camera and the character. Mm, yeah. And for people who don't get that, yeah, you know, at any age, people who like don't get that connection, I find just kind of give up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was Eli. So I guess we're back to Ryan. All right. Here is my next prediction. PSVR 2 will not sell well. And it will be pretty apparent. This is a long one, by the way. This one might be the only one where I get points. Uh, it will not sell well, and it will be pretty apparent that there won't be enough support to warrant its purchase. Reviews will be positive, though, and it will be an upgrade compared to VR for PS4, as well as an upgrade to things like the Oculus Quest, at least in terms of power. Uh, but the high price points, lack of backwards compatibility with the PS... Sorry, let me say that again. The high price point, lack of backwards compatibility with PSVR uh, for PS4 titles, and the wired connectivity will hold it back enough. While more PS5s will be sold this year, the smaller amount of people that have already purchased... PS5s will also, and I wrote this down and I don't understand what I was trying to say. While more PS5s will be sold this year, the smaller amount that people have already purchased will also hold it back. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, like yeah. there's not enough install base already to spur the sale. Of the PSVR two, yes, and yeah. so not a lot of people will be willing to spend nine hundred dollars on both if they don't already have a PS five. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Pretty standard. I I like VR. I want it to succeed, but I feel like those three points are going to hold it back because I think the Oculus Quest was kind of the best. Like beginner vr type of thing yeah, and even then it's not not even beginner yeah. yeah introduction that's the best word for it yeah okay lots of point opportunities there that's a good prediction i agree with like also, all of it too yeah also not part of my official prediction i think that their exclusive titles will not they will be good, but they will not be like a step forward for VR or something that makes people say like, I need the PSVR. Right. Yeah, but I'm still it, just it, blown away by how much that thing costs. I know. <laughs> so it feels like the PS5 itself is the investment for the VR and the headset is kind of the, you know, like accessory. Yeah, I don't know, man. <clears throat> yeah, that's all. All right. 
Curtis, we're back to you, I believe. All right. Um, yeah, here's a spicy one. Ooh, I was debating on this that's one. That's what we like to hear. But yeah, we'll see. It's spicy, though. Starfield is not delayed. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Starfield is not delayed. It comes out when it's supposed to, but it disappoints because it has too much scope creep. The game is too ambitious and it really needed more polish. It could have used another delay. It is the next hey. No Man's Sky. Ooh, Oof. you did it. You dropped, you dropped the name. I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw an article recently and it's like there will be I forget the number it was like 10,000 planets to explore or something and I was like why why are you doing this I'm trying to find it everybody, but that made me think wants- like are they going to just like go too far you don't need that many man everyone wants 10,000 planets I don't know what you're talking about right everyone has 10, that much thousand planets and every planet has like the one resource that you can get enough of in like five minutes. So like, what's the point of the whole planet? Yeah. Sorry, over one. It's just one over one thousand planets. Oh, much more reasonable. So, yeah, never mind. It's probably going to be fine. No, we can really all though, fully explore. I just, I just haven't seen like have they? I feel like I haven't seen any like gameplay or like anything for it yet. Like there has been a gameplay, like. Wasn't like super brief though. Like, uh, it was like it was clip heavy. It wasn't like okay, here's a beefy like thirty minutes of gameplay. It was just like here's a bunch of clips of different yeah gameplay ish things. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, we'll see. I hope it doesn't happen like that. But after all the delays and everything, and then the it just seems super ambitious. For sure. And I might just be pessimistic about it. We'll see. Yeah, I'm curious. It There's too many games coming out this year that have no trailers or really no inkling of like how they will be. Yeah. I'm also thinking of Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Well, heck, yeah. even new Spider-Man. Had, has, <laughs> we've had what the one trailer. That's true. Is, I give that one a, a little more of a pass. Yeah, but like, are they going to do a God of War style where there's like, yeah, a I was about to say that. and then it releases? Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Is, is God of War the new standard where it's like we're going to barely talk about it? You're going to buy it, nerds. I mean, I don't see that as bad with sequels. It's true. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do see that as an issue with like a new IP. Yeah. Or not even IP, just a new video game franchise. Right. Well, I think that I saw an article saying that they wanted to do a TV series or something on it too. They're planning for uh, Starfield. For Starfield. Wow. I think I put that in the chance time chat. Maybe I didn't. Yeah, that seems vaguely familiar to me. But it just, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like they're just kind of putting the, what's the saying? 
the wagon before the ho horse. Cart before the horse? But yeah. Cart before the horse. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Back to me. I did put it in the chance time chat. <clears throat> it says Starfield will get a standalone show. No details on timing. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. And there will be yeah. no details until it's released. Right. We'll just show up on. I don't know. Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Yeah. Oh, Paramount Plus. That's the one. <laughs> It'll just open Paramount Plus one day because we all open Paramount Plus every day. You'll <laughs> be like, whoa, the Starfield show. That's crazy. And that'll be good, but the game's going to show. Or the show is only available on the Netflix gaming application Ooh. for PC. <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, to answer your previous question, Paul, I'm ready for your prediction. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This also follows a theme of my previous predictions. The Last of Us multiplayer spinoff game will not release in 2023. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, this one is different this year in terms of how you presented it. <laughs> or you seemed pretty hopeful that they were at least like working on it, right? Yeah. Well, and I did I did different titles for will not release in 2022. But yeah, so this one I've I've completely switched, you know, because last year I had my whole rant about if it's not ready. They should oh, just yeah. release. release it on January first <laughs> and move on. But now it's clear that it's blown up so much, and we only have two pieces of concept art. And so I looked it up, and all the prevailing rumors are that they think it will be this year, but I think it will not. It, which leaves the question of like, what does Sony have this year? Because we just got God of War and Horizon. We have Horizon DLC in the spring, but like, is Sony going to have a big fall release? Oh, Last of Us 2 remake. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> they have Spider Man, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. So that's the one that's that we know about that's yeah. meant to be the big fall release. I think that's the only one we know You're about, right. though. Yeah. Yeah. But still, that, that could carry a holiday season for Sony. Yeah, you know, it Especially is Spider Man after all. With Miles Morales in it too, like it's got a lot of yeah, a lot going for it now. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, that just makes me even more confident that we're not seeing this Last of Us multiplayer spinoff. That at this point, from everything they've said, the joke I made to some of my friends was. I hope they remember to put factions in factions too. Like this seems so blown out of proportion that it's like all all the fans wanted was an update to the multiplayer that you had in the first game. And you know, this what is inevitably some ridiculous like 
looter shooter MMO type, you know, living world thing that you're making. I just hope there's like a mode in it that harkens back to the original Last of Us multiplayer. Because I don't want to grind for 400 hours in the Last of Us world, but I did have fun playing their like survivor mode and having like tense, like slower multiplayer shooter that fit the world of The Last of Us. I just hope that that finds its way back into this game, which is what it was supposed to be all along, but whatever. Do you think it would be, they would go the route of, oh man, I could actually kind of see that happening, of doing a games as a service model for it? Oh, I'm, I'm. that's like all but confirmed. Oh, is it? That this is what it is. Yeah, it's... I didn't so Neil Neil Druckmann just this week said, we're really excited to tell you more about the future of the franchise because he had to say stuff along with the release of the show, right? So yeah. he said, we're like really excited to, you know, tell you more about the next step of the franchise. And he said like, in some ways, the multiplayer spinoff is even more ambitious than our other games. And we're still focusing on on telling a story within a multiplayer setting. And yeah, so this is much more than just, you know, some deathmatch modes or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it It's, I'm picturing like something like the division set in the world of the last of us. Like it's going to be ongoing progression and monetization and yeah i'm i'm expecting a a last of us looter shooter basically yeah and that doesn't sound yeah enticing i'm i'm sure they're gonna like think they've shaken up the formula but i don't know i have a hard time believing they actually will shake up the formula I don't know. I just please just let Naughty Dog move on. I do not like that Sony has these they have these amazing studios. They come up with something new and then it's successful and then it's like well, this is what you're going to do for the next 10 years. Yeah. Like there was this period of just like so much creativity out of Sony. You know, like when we got Last of Us, which was a new IP. Then we got Horizon, new IP. Then we got a reboot of God of War that might as well have been a new IP, you know, with how much of a reboot it was. So it just felt like, wow, like Sony really lets their people just go creatively wild. And it felt so good. And now it's... We got to let them fail again. Yeah. Now it's just like, okay, so do another remake of it. You know, there's that rumored Horizon remake. Like, stop, Sony. Like, you're, you learned the wrong lesson from your success. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> they had, yeah, the, I mean, the ghost, that was the ghost of Tsushima, that dude, for because mm-hmm. that was a new thing, too. No, that did well. And we will be returning to Ghost of Tsushima later in this episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm really excited for that. Uh, just kidding. I actually, that's already announced. 
Not really. Yeah. Oh, that's like, that's old news. <laughs> I can't and, keep track of uh, all these movies and TV <laughs> shows they're announcing yeah. all these games. Oh my gosh. And I saw like the director wanted to do it with all Japanese actors in Japanese. And I can't remember if that was like the plan or if that was just an idea. I completely but missed he, that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think we're back to a a fan um, fan predictions. Does anyone want to read one, or should I read it? I'll read one. Curtis, Curtis. Which one? Hey, Curtis. Uh, there's only two fan ones left. There's uh, Sam and Sam and Terry. Okay. Do Sam, I guess. Yeah. Sorry, I, I lost the tab there for a sec. <clears throat> Sam. These are Sam's 2023 predictions. Tears of the Kingdom will feature Vati from the handheld games as a villain. It will also win Game of the Year, maybe even Game of the Universe. I think the inclusion of Vati would be interesting. But I'd also pretty, pretty bold. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be cool. I always like Vati because it feels like the one villain that's not Ganondorf. Yeah. <laughs> and doesn't have anything to do with Ganondorf. So I like that prediction a lot. Um, number two, he's got three. Number two, the new Kingdom Hearts mobile game, Missing Link, will release. It won't be very good, but I'll still play it every day like the last mobile game. <laughs> Sam, we've talked about it behind your back many times. But I'm officially saying it on the podcast. We need you on for a Kingdom Hearts episode. Yes. Yeah. That should Another happen. 2023 prediction. <laughs> Let us know when you're available. We got to do it. Yeah, I just want you. Even if you just explain the Kingdom Hearts story to us, I would really enjoy that. I would love to have the plot explained to me, because I only played the first two games, and now I'm, I was confused when I played the second game. And now it's been years since I played it. And <laughs> I just hear all these other words, and I'm just so confused. Anyway. <laughs> I want someone to, what's the phrase? Explain it to me like I'm five. Challenge impossible. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> number three, new Nintendo hardware hard, hardware hardware will be announced called the new Nintendo Switch and new Nintendo Switch Deluxe. <laughs> I love the I idea wanna... that they still go with the new moniker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if my prediction is wrong, and if Sam's prediction is right. And there's new Nintendo hardware. It'll be worth losing the 10 points. <laughs> Especially if it's called the new Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I will actually be getting the new Nintendo Switch Deluxe. Ooh. Like a 4K <laughs> model. Think... The new Nintendo Switch is port 1440p. <clears throat> it's actually just bigger. <laughs> by three inches. <laughs> I think it needs one more adjective, like new Nintendo Switch Deluxe Plus. Like, mm. it just needs one more to just be truly ridiculous. I should just put the U back on there. Why not? 
what about Nintendo Switch Deluxe U? <laughs> U, yeah, that's the one. That's it. I was gonna say, in line with the Joy Cons, the new Nintendo Switch Deluxe Joy. Ooh, I kind of like <laughs> that actually. I don't know why. There's two versions: new Nintendo Switch Joy and new Nintendo Switch Con. Yeah, this <laughs> Con. And it's actually two screens. Each one is a Joy Con. So each half of the each Joy-Con has a screen attached to it. And then they connect together to expand the screen. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure I saw a, a trait not a patent for that already that they submitted. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. Great predictions. That's it. They're great. Uh, that takes us back to Ryan for what I believe is the last one. Yes, and we've got the last one, and then our what's and the official? Crazy okay, crazy ones. I've been calling it insane ones, but uh, okay, let's let's do that. I think for the game awards, we called it the final boss prediction. All right. Well, whatever, whatever. it's called, we'll do this that. This is. Too. Everyone keep in mind, this is not my final boss prediction. Okay. It may sound like it, but it is not. It is. I love it. The rest of the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC will release earlier than expected. Because Mario Kart 9 will be announced this year. <laughs> and while I might not be able to prove it, I surmise this will be the reason why they added a Mario Kart scene in the Mario movie. Uh, and when you really think about it, Mario Kart sounds an awful lot like marketing. <laughs> Is that part of the prediction that Mario Kart uh, will sound like marketing? No, that's that's just an interesting tidbit that Maybe I think everyone just, should think that's about. That's a good observation, it's just, yeah. It's just a fact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Perfect. Just so you, this is a great prediction, and I want to explain why. <laughs> the Mario Kart, the first three waves have been released pretty fast. Like, I want to say three months within each other. There was the first two released, and then like a, a month ago, they released the third one. So zooming through these. And that's because they got to make way for Mario Kart 9. I mean, so great, great prediction by is, me. The evidence is all there. <laughs> and by the way, this is not part of the official prediction, but it also will get a deluxe version on the new Nintendo hardware in 2024 or 2025. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Curtis, your final prediction, your right. final regular prediction. <laughs> <clears throat> this might be, I don't know, this isn't that crazy. Um, it is crazy, though. Here's my wish list item again, because a lot of mine are just wish lists and not predictions. Um, and also because I just read too much Brandon Sanderson. I am just Brandon Sanderson fanboy, I guess. Um, a Stormlight Archive RPG is announced. 
and it will serve as a prequel to the books during a specific part of the history that I won't spoil here. Mm. So expanding the Sanderverse with uh, multimedia crossovers. Mm -hmm. um, so when we evaluate this prediction, you're just going to tell us that was the part that I didn't want to spoil that it's based on? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm I trying it. to, it's been long enough since I've read those books that I can't remember if it's a spoiler or not. Mm. I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, at some point we should do an episode that covers uh, video games that drop real, like, extra lore, like canon lore. Mm. Like all the Star Wars like the games, Star Wars but games, like yeah. the Matrix game that came out as well where it was like officially canon oh yes i, I feel like about that. yeah yeah i feel like there's a, a bunch of those examples that it's interesting to me yeah that's good okay Are i'm ready paul me? for your prediction all right this one's simple but I hope it's bold enough for a number five. Square Enix and Ubisoft will both be acquired in 2023. Wow. I won't say by who. Could be by different people, but they will both be acquired. Who are those again? Who in Ubisoft? Square, Square Enix and Ubisoft. Oh, I thought about making a Square Enix prediction just because of all their nft right blotchery like <laughs> yeah yeah and ubisoft has just been not great in the headlines the last few weeks mm -hmm. it just seems like writing's on the wall some of these bigger was players a rumor or was it official that they were trying to sell their company for a bit and no one wanted it i i remember hearing that rumor I don't know if it's uh, true or not. I've I don't know if, it yeah. here on the podcast last week. But. I don't know <laughs> if they would ever even confirm that. You know? Yeah, for sure. But even if it's not true, it's funny in my head. <clears throat> yeah. There you go. That's kind of another, you know, all or nothing in terms of points. But there you go. That's the prediction. We'll see. Okay. So we will now do um, final fan prediction. And then there is one extra fan prediction that I want to do that fits with the final boss predictions. So <laughs> we'll do that. Um, I'll do this one. Sister-in-law sister of the show, Terry Bills. Four predictions. Number one, I think Tears of the Kingdom will harken back to Skyward Sword and we'll see Girahim again, this time sworn to Demise's human form. Sworn to de de 
Was that? Did I read that right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Sworn <laughs> okay. to demise this human form. Okay. And it makes sense. I don't know enough about Skyward Sword. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> uh, prediction two. I think Last of Us HBO will win Adaptation of the Year at the Game Awards, no matter what else is released. Wow, even Sonic 3? Sonic 3 isn't until 2024. Oh, is it? Okay. But Mario is Mario this year. Mario is this year. Even so, Sonic, the show that they made on Netflix, on Netflix? or Sonic Amazon? Prime? Yeah. Sonic Prime? <laughs> yeah. Which my kids have watched every episode like three or four times now. Wow. Yeah. Well, is it good? Uh, I haven't really paid attention to it, <laughs> but it's basically Sonic Multiverse. So, yeah, it's great. All right, there you go. But also, I cannot wait to see people try to vote between The Last of Us and Mario, <laughs> Mario <laughs> adaptation of the year. Yeah, go ahead and, and judge these two things against each other. I mean, uh, how many voters are under the age of 10? In a twist this year, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, prediction three from Terry, three or four. Hogwarts Legacy will be one of the best-selling games of the year, and then will release a wand controller for it <laughs> in 2024, announced in fall of 2023. That's funny. Do you think it's going to be, be a great. Nintendo Switch exclusive? Ooh, wand controller. controller. It's like a Joy-Con wand. A Joy wand. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <hold on. laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> Uh, prediction four yeah let's move on <laughs> nintendo will announce they are working on mario odyssey 2 to be released in 2026 which <laughs> wow that would be quite the bold to slap a release date on there of three <laughs> years down the line i let's do it yeah all right. Well, thank you, Terry, for those predictions. I'm I'm very excited for the wand controller. It's gonna be a big announcement at Gamescom opening night live, late August. We'll, we'll all be waiting in line together for it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a Best Buy exclusive, so we have to camp out outside of Best. Buy. Uh, and keep in mind, not all of us will have the game Hogwarts Legacy. It, yeah, it won't matter. We still want the controller. <laughs> okay final boss predictions alright and I don't know if we mentioned this but for the listeners these do not count as points right this is just for dreams yeah <laughs> alright Nintendo will announce the mother remastered collection <laughs> they will ditch the earthbound moniker for good and worldwide the series will now be known as mother it will be made by grezzo and it will have a similar style to the remake of link's awakening oh and 
despite it being what everyone wants, it will sell less than a million copies before the end of the year. <laughs> and the Mother franchise will be officially canceled. This <laughs> just dies. Yeah. So <laughs> they sad. will say, we will not make any more Mother games because you didn't buy enough of this. They're going to come out and say that. They're going to yes. say that. <laughs> Shigeru Miyamoto will come out and say, Mother is canceled. <laughs> this is your fault. He will say, you all are not cool. <laughs> <laughs> you are not cool. Chris Pratt bought 500 coffees. He is so cool. <laughs> oh, man. Incredible. <laughs> Great. Great first final boss prediction. All right, Curtis, what do you got? Okay. The Mario movie has a post-credit scene where Bowser, after being defeated by Mario, reaches out for a friend to help for help. And we see a silhouette of a large penguin hefting a big hammer. This new Kirby movie Easter egg leads to wild Smash Brothers movie speculation while others are confused by a large penguin with a hammer. <laughs> Think of all the parents. They're like, what? Why? Who's <laughs> wow. King Da Da Da? <laughs> King Da Da Da. That's good. That's incredible. <laughs> I would love their tease to be for the Kirby movie. <laughs> Everyone's thinking they're gonna he's good. it's gonna be Ganondorf and it's actually King Da Da Da. Would there be any other character funnier than that? <laughs> like I couldn't see it being right. like disappointing of like who's that? Oh it's Ike from Fire Emblem. <laughs> Ike? Yeah, they just straight up say like it's Ike from Fire Emblem. <laughs> say the words. What if they did like a Smash style intro where it, you know, like it, like does the splash? He and turns says, around, like, Ike joins the fight. Yeah. <laughs> or oh man, it's like at the end, it like goes to a big tower, and a voice just goes like things seem like they're going to get a bit crazy and then a big hand comes out and he's like anything you say my master <laughs> and then it's two hands <laughs> revealing the villain uh, yeah I'll, I hope that every theater gets a random post credit scene <laughs> and these are all options <laughs> uh I mean, it could be Detective Pikachu at the end. There you go. It's Ryan Reynolds. It's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I just yeah, do think it'd like, be funny that, yeah. I feel like everyone's going to want a Zelda movie next. Yeah. I just think it'd be funny <laughs> if they just don't do it. They do, yeah. And it's Kirby, and they like, expect you to be all excited about the Kirby movie. <laughs> Come on, guys, it's Kirby. I mean, also, also voiced by Chris Pratt. <laughs> I feel like if it's Illumination Studios, they would make a better Kirby movie than they would make a, a good Zelda movie. Oh, yeah. I don't want Illumination Studios to touch Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Can't wait. The Kirby movie 100% will win best adaptation. Doesn't matter what else comes out. Uh, <laughs> and Kirby won't actually talk. He'll just do his hi thing. Like that's how that's like he just communicates in those and people around him. King DVD will have a voice. Meta Knight's gonna have a voice. Everyone else will right. have voices. Even Bandana D or whatever his name is is gonna have a voice. Waddle D. But Kirby's just gonna like hi the whole time. Yeah, Kirby's basically a minion, which is why Illumination gets the project. Yeah. <laughs> But on the other hand, they could just cast the same cast as the Mario movie. <laughs> Jack Black is King Dedede. <laughs> Chris Pratt as Mario. <laughs> Chris Pratt as Mario. <laughs> just him doing yeah. Kirby grunts. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's the... see what happens. At... Seth Rogen is Meta Knight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think what happens is at the end of the Mario movie, Kirby sucks up Mario. And so throughout the Kirby movie, Kirby <laughs> hears Mario speaking in his head. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> it's going to be an right. amazing sequel. One more joke about this. <laughs> the post credit scene is just the end of a Nintendo Direct, and Shigeru Miyamoto just says, like, so that's it. That was the Mario movie. <laughs> he just comes down. <laughs> What'd you think? <laughs> uh, can I tell you the other... Says, uh, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Then he says, like, be sure to check out Pikmin 4. The other crazy prediction I had for the Mario movie is that we would get we would get a new Mario game next year, and it would be the Mario movie, the game, and it would be in a post credit scene announced <laughs> there. Mario will return in Mario movie, the game, the game, <laughs> starring Chris Pratt. <laughs> But but no one else. None of the other voice actors make it to the game. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> excellent. Well, this is a very fleshed out prediction. <laughs> uh, are you ready for my final boss prediction? I'm ready. Yes. Um. Okay. We will see an image on the internet in 2023. <laughs> of United States President Joe Biden where <laughs> wearing a VR headset <laughs> and behind him in this same image is is the rock and Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> and they are Clapping for the president as if he's doing something amazing. <laughs> uh, oh. That is too good. That's really great. Gonna be, you know, image of the year. One of the most uh, reprinted images oh, in 2023. <laughs> and I'm crying right now. 
I don't know why the rock is there. I don't know what. <laughs> He's holding his energy drink for everyone. Yes. He's like holding it like directly at the camera. Yeah. <sighs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great, you guys. And it will be promoting their new Battle Royale game that will compete yeah, with there Fortnite. You go. <laughs> And that's why The Rock is there, because he's also in that game. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yes. That, that's what, it is. Uh, what a prediction. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, be a great year. Good. Oh, okay. So do you want the, the fan final boss prediction? I would yes. love it. This, this, again, goes to my son, Ryan, with, with quite the doozy of a prediction. <laughs> So he said there will be a new Sonic game, sure, but then he also said they will announce Mario's Mansion. <laughs> it is the, it is the same game as Luigi's Mansion. The only difference is <laughs> you are Mario and you have to save Luigi, and Mario can turn into Goo Mario. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same game, just swapped. <laughs> $60. Never goes on sale. That's $60. Really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. What a prediction. Thank you to all our fans. <laughs> Some great fan wow. predictions this year. Yeah, yeah, those were great. I think no matter what, it's just going to be a great year for video games if even half of these predictions come true. I know. Do you want? I had, I've got at least five more predictions yeah. that I didn't use. Yeah, let's run through some. some. I have some bonus ones too. Okay. So run through yours real quick, Curtis. Okay. Ryan, did you have any? I I actually don't have any. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, so this is a two-parter. Metroid movie is announced, and we get oh. the announcement after the Metroid Prime Four trailer. <laughs> Pretty good. All right. Did we get a cast announcement or not yet? No, not yet. Okay. The other one, Amazon buys Ubisoft. That was it. That's the little prediction. All um, right. Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Buys Amazon buys oh, Ubisoft. Man. And then Ubisoft never releases another game yep. again. <laughs> the release or... Skull and Bones in 2028, <laughs> and then that's it. Amazon Luna is the only place you can play Assassin's Creed. Yep. <laughs> you remove everything off of Steam. That'd be sad. Um, okay. After just barely putting it back. <laughs> right. Um, Nintendo's two big games for the second half of 2023 are a new... This one, doesn't, these don't totally jive with each other. Um, they are a new Donkey Kong 2D platformer and Metroid Prime 4. Um, and a new F Zero game. That'd be great, right? A new F Zero game is announced, and smart. A new Mario Kart is not coming until the next Switch hardware <laughs> comes out. <laughs> Demon Souls, the remake, the PS Five remake, it's a PC port. Actually, kind of want that one to happen. Um, <clears throat> Bloodborne movies announced shows the fall of Yarnum. 
but there's still no sequel or PC port or remaster. <laughs> when will Bloodborne get its due? Never. That's it, though. Okay, I did have some extra ones as well. This one isn't strictly video game related, so that's why I moved it to bonus predictions. But it, uh, it was just announced this week that Disney Lorcana, the Disney trading card game, mm. releases on September 1st and a couple weeks earlier for local game stores. My prediction is that this game will be successful and well-received, like reviewed well, but will be a collector-investor nightmare, and it will be impossible to find for just like casual play like stock will just be gone immediately everywhere and people will be trying to resell singles on ebay and it will be a nightmare throughout all of 2023 this game will be just difficult to find even if you just like want a starter deck to play with your child yeah that's it I mean, collecting things in general right now is a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so that. And Go ahead. I was going to say, considering the fact that on eBay right now, a that set that they released at D23 of just like seven random cards from this game, no explanation of rules or what anything on the card means, still don't have that. But a full set of those like in the little plastic cases like graded you know 10 out of 10 mint condition literally twenty thousand dollars is the asking price oh, on ebay so that is not a good sign <laughs> for this game uh and ryan and i were actually texting about this earlier so i guess we can call this a joint preview or a joint prediction um but the only hope is that Ravensburger, which now I'm forgetting how to pronounce that out loud, but the I only hope that Ravensburger Ravensburger is that this game has actually been done for a full year and they've just been printing these cards for a straight year. <laughs> yeah, I feel and like the supply yeah, is just smart bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like like they just kind of break the secondary market by just flooding with just so much supply that it's like I can get the cards I want but I I don't know. I don't know if they can win that game. I think with how this has already started, I think the collectors are going to be just ruthless. And you know how like in 2020 like Target and Walmart removed Pokemon cards from stores because they literally worried about the physical safety of their employees. Yeah. I think we're gonna have weird stuff like that with this game, where they're like, "We're we're not we're not selling this. It's too scary. You people are too wild." There's <laughs> just gonna be weird stuff like that about this game. Yeah. Even though if you get it and actually get to play with it, it is fun. <laughs> you know, like I do think it will be a good game, but it will just be bogged down by collectors and marketing. Well, despite all that, I'm going to see if I can get a few packs. Yeah, I definitely want the starter decks. Yeah. It looks amazing. Like, <laughs> I want it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is why I'm preparing myself now for how difficult it will be to get. 
and how I will be made to feel guilty for opening the starter decks because it's like that'll be worth three million dollars in twenty years. But like, <laughs> if everybody collects, it won't be worth three million dollars. You know, whatever. Um, okay, other predictions. So this is a follow up to a previous prediction. Even though the Last of Us multiplayer game won't come out, we will get lots of rumors and even some sort of official tease of Naughty Dog's next project after Last of Us multiplayer. Even while the multiplayer game isn't out, they're going to already start teasing their next thing. Uh, final extra prediction. Ghost of Tsushima 2 will be officially revealed with a 2024 release window. That's it. Pretty good. I hope they all come true. Except for the every... Lorcana one. Say except for the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, I wanted to ask you guys, what games do you plan on playing that are coming out in 2023 and what games will you buy day one in 2023? Yeah, so I officially stated my goal to buy fewer games on, on launch. Correct. So I'm going to try to hold to that. One exception I am for sure making is Hades 2. Fair. Um, another possible exception. Well, another definite exception. Spider-Man 2. Um, and then another possible exception is Assassin's Creed Mirage. Because I'm really excited about the idea of smaller, shorter Assassin's Creed again. That's yeah. more focused on stealth. Um, I was planning on buying Hogwarts Legacy Day 1, but I think that's one of my first opportunities to actually keep my goal and not buy it Day 1. And I think that game will go on sale relatively quickly. Yeah. So uh, I do plan on playing that game, but probably not Day 1. Oh, and I guess Tears of the Kingdom is a Day 1 also. All right, I was wondering about that. I was like, <laughs> a surprising omission. Yeah, I I forgot. I mean, that one's like such like a foregone conclusion. I forget to even like talk about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> were were you one of the people, Paul, I was talking to that was not planning on playing it and then you heard how amazing it was and bought a Switch? Um I feel I, like I had a few friends like that, but I can't yeah, remember so who I, they were. I, I have not been super into Zelda ever. Um, and so I probably was not planning on playing it. But yeah, I think... Well, I didn't get a Switch until Mario Kart came out, which was... Wasn't it a little later? That was later? like a month later, yeah. Yeah. But by the time Mario Kart came out, it was just so obvious that I had to buy Zelda as well, even though, like, I, you know, I didn't play Zelda games growing up, and I had only played um, some of Ocarina on 3DS, so I didn't really have Zelda experience, so it wasn't, like, top of mind for me. But yeah, just the reviews were so nuts that I I couldn't ignore it. 
and then I did end up playing like 80 hours of it which at this point feels like I barely played it compared to what other people did but <laughs> yeah fair what about you Curtis um the two for sure are Silk Song and Tears of the Kingdom um the only other one that I can think of that I might potentially get is Armored Core if the reviews are good and everything. Like, I have pretty good faith that it is going to turn out well. I just don't know a lot about it and everything. So, <clears throat> never played an Armored Core game before. So, we'll see. But that's one that's interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, my day ones, definitely Tears of the Kingdom. Definitely uh spider-man 2 um most likely plucky squire if it comes out and most uh, likely Sil about, silk song forgot about plucky squire um my want to play 